Hello everyone, I'm the host Alexis, and on today's episode of Theory Eyed, we have world-renowned theorist Lev Vygotsky. Thank you, Dr. Vygotsky, for joining us today. Thank you. I'm happy to be here to talk about something that I've spent my life working on. And what would that be? Tell me a little bit more about the theory that you've developed. Yes, of course. I started developing my sociocultural theory in Russia between the 1920s and the 1930s. My research has concluded that cognitive development is reliant on social interactions that children have with others, which is what my theory is based on. My belief is that children's cognitive development is influenced by the cultural and social context that the child grew up in. There are five core principles in my theory, which are one, learning precedes development. Learning is the key component in development and occurs first. In order to develop, you must learn and challenge yourself. Two, the main tool of thinking is language. Thinking is a complex process. The most important component is the understanding of words. This does not mean that before language occurs, thinking doesn't exist. It, this insinuates that at a certain point, thinking and language merge to create something different. Three, mediation is central to learning. Quite literally, this refers to the tools necessary between children and social interaction. Language is the core to, tool to mediation. Four, the basis of learning and development is social interaction. Children learn and internalize the information needed to develop through the social interactions that they have. I once quoted that every function in the child's cultural development appears twice on two levels, first on the social and later on the psychological level. Five is the zone of proximal development is where the, ch- the act of learning occurs. Would you be able to expand on what you mean by development being influenced by social and cultural contexts? I would like to hear more about that. Indeed, I believe that cultural influences uh, cognitive development by altering human behavior. People and children think and act differently depending on the morals, values, and the beliefs that are being practiced around them. All societies are different, therefore children will react that, reflect that. Along with that, I've put a lot of emphasis on social interactions being a key part in cognitive development as well. Through cooperative and collaborative dialogue with the more knowledgeable other, the children come to understand and internalize information. Then in the future, the child can revisit this information. That is a thoughtful idea. I agree that it's important to take into consideration how a child's cultural identity might affect the way that their cognition is developing. I love how your theory recognizes and values that rather than generalizing. You mentioned in your explanation the more knowledgeable other. Would you be able to elaborate on that a little bit more? Absolutely. When I say the more knowledgeable other, I'm referring to a component of my theory, the zone of proximal development. This recognizes is the ability to, of a child in the context of what tasks they can accomplish on their own and what they can accomplish with the help of the more knowledgeable other, which is the person who knows more, such as a teacher, a parent, a tutor, a peer, or etc. And then what tasks are currently out of the child's reach. This is where learning occurs. Children move up through their zone of proximal development when they have learned to complete a task 
without the assistance of their more knowledgeable other, then the process repeats itself. I like that perspective, viewing children as capable and competent humans. Even though your theory has been widely accepted, there has been quite a few critiques that people have made about it. I was wondering if maybe I could read some of those to you and have you respond to them. Of course you can. It is all natural for someone to question things, and I will try my best to help answer and explain my side a little bit better. Alright, firstly, the zone of proximal development is viewed as an attempt to make Piaget's theories trendy by rewording his ideas and presenting them in an alternate way. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I understand how that could be mistaken, but actually the zone of proximal development was created to help further develop Piaget's theory. With Piaget, he says that children learn by adjusting to their given environment and they are self-discoverers. Whereas mine is more about the cognition being developed through social interaction and guidance with instructions. Another thing is with Piaget's social theory, he explains that children can only learn when ready. But with my theory and the help of scaffolding, it can be further extended to an extent. Oh, so instead, it's an addition to Biaget's theory. That's wonderful. Um, the next one is that some people have found that the theory does not appeal to all social and cultural groups. Every child is different, is a different learner with a different skill set and ways of processing things. A child with whom may have a learning disability might not get the same meaning from group situations as someone without a disability. You're correct in saying that every child learns differently, but they are all born with elementary mental functions, which are attention, sensation, perception, and memory. These are also referred to as the tools of intellectual adaptation, even within different cultures. Children still process the tools of intellectual adaptation. Some people learn better through repetition and some learn better through writing notes. The idea is not that they take away the same information, it's that they take away the information that best contributes to their learning specifically. A child with a learning disability will still take away vulnerable information, but it will be information that is beneficial to their specific learning development. The only tool that is affected by culture is the strategies of memory that the children develop. By introducing this concept, it allows children to learn based on what works best for them. Thank you for your thoughtful responses to those. I hope that it helps to clear up some of the criticizations that people have made. Uh, now, moving on to the next topic, I think an important question to ask is how educators would be able to implement your theory into the classroom. Uh, there are many ways for a social-cultural theory to be introduced. One of the main ways would be to build a strong teacher-student relationship. My theory shows that children learn best by having a t teacher or a parent guide them with their learning, and the children to observe, listen, and talk through what their task is. It's important that teachers are adapting and providing opportunities in class for children to experience expand social interaction. Okay, that makes sense. It's important to mention that there are opportunities for educators to participate in professional development such as seminars, workshops, and mentoring, which in turn will allow the educators to move up in their own zone of proximal development. This way, it becomes a situation of co-learning. Now, 
Would another example of introducing this theory to a classroom be having uh, group tables with the children facing one another? Exactly. By adding group tables, it will allow the children to be near one another while encouraging group conversation to learn more from what each child has to offer. If you want to go a bit further and add more to the program, you can focus on play-based learning, which is a successful way to develop their zona proximal development while using language to collaborate with the other children within the classroom. Wonderful. So the goal is to have children in areas where they can freely and effectively communicate and learn from each other. The next question that I have is regarding technology advancing so quickly. Do you think that that would affect how your theory is implemented? Well, you see, technology can actually help expand my theory. Technology allows people to connect even when there might be distance between them. Especially now with the pandemic, media, video games, and word processors allow others to interact, meet new people, and maintain social interaction. The internet, in some case, can also act as the more knowledgeable others for the children. Wow, wonderful ideas. Who would have known that it would be that easy to introduce your theory to the children in the classrooms? In my research, I have noticed that people seem to take your theory quite literally rather than understanding the philosophical perspective that it provides. When you created this theory, did you ever expect it to become one of the most dominant theories in education? No, I never planned for this. My goal was to explore the development of cognition in children and share my thoughts. The outcome has been far beyond my beliefs, and I'm grateful for the opportunities that I have been given to influence the lives of many. I think that's all that we have for today. Thank you so much, Dr. Vygotsky, for joining us today and giving some insight on your theory. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. The pleasure's been mine. You've really made me think critically about my own theory. Thank you for listening to this episode of Theory Eyed. I hope that you can take away some of the information that we have covered today, and I hope that it has helped you think critically as well. Tune in next time.